Is everybody ready? Yes, yes. sir. Please don't. Just, just, this is whatever I say is what I say. <laughs> and we're not editing any of it out. No, leave it all in there. Okay. Anyway, it's. I don't even know when the last best of fives that I did. Oh well. Okay. Here we go. Hello and welcome to the best of fives. <laughs> best of fives. <laughs> best of fives. Uh, how's it go again? Where it could be by anything with anybody anywhere. How's sure. that sound? Dude? That does, sounds, that, does that sound good? That sounds great. Yeah. Um, we got four people on. I am Chris. I am joined by the very tall and sexy Derek. Hello, everybody. The very tattooed and sexy Lou. Hello, everybody. <laughs> and somebody who almost died because a tree almost fell on him. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Wait, what is that story? Go ahead. <laughs> I, as I was driving back from celebration, uh, I took the long route and I was driving through one of the national forests, either like the Chattahoochee or the, the Okashee forest up in northern georgia and i was driving along and i was on my way to i think to i was i'd already gone to ty cobb's hometown (laughs) to visit his grave in his museum and i was driving i was driving through the the forest and i heard this sound that sounded like a dinosaur trudging through the forest (laughs) as i'm driving down the road going about probably 40 miles an hour and all of a sudden, right in front of my car, a tree falls in front of my car. And I'm, as I said, I was going about 40 miles an hour, and I run right into this tree as I'm driving home. Um, luckily, it was a small enough tree that it didn't cause damage other than some scratches on my car. But I like let out this scream of, holy shit, fuck, god damn it! <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh at this... your almost death. <laughs> as I ran into this tree, but it, it was, it was like one, that sound that you only hear in movies and television when a dinosaur knocks over a tree. <laughs> and it was so weird. Cause I was like, that's so weird. That's oh fuck shit. And I, was, and I ran into this tree that had fallen in front of my car in the woods. So Tim answered the age old question. Yeah. Well, if, when it, when a tree falls in the woods, it does make a sound if you're there to hear it. <laughs> So we know the answer there. If you're not there to hear it, doesn't make a sound. That I don't know. There you go. There's a yeah, story. There's that story. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, Chris, it's a best of fives ta- exclusive. <laughs> what are we? Uh, what are we talking about, Chris? This episode, I think Derek had an idea about music, and I don't know any music, so I like movies better. <laughs> so Chris, um, fuck you, Derek. <laughs> I did. Fuck you and your fucking music. Is Those what I five Hooters songs. Music is for stupids. Don't if you want to do a best of five Hooter songs. Nervous night. Are they going to write nervous night songs? Nervous night. I'll use zombies. 
Tim, there's more than that, all right? Come on. Jonathan Wasikinen. <laughs> no, David Wasikinen. Who'd you say? It's the shortest, greatest hits album ever. <laughs> yes. No. It's the Hooters, man. Um, this episode is our, our our top five films that were released the year that we all graduated. High school. High, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> graduated high school. I will say, I guess I'm the oldest one. I guess my year is 1991. Tim, what's yours? Mine is 1995. Derek? I am 1998. And Lou, who's 13. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is 2004. 2004. A very good year. So do you want to go in that order from the oldest to the newest or newest to the oldest? Let's go Whatever. oldest to newest for this one. Okay. That'd be me. That's you. Number five. 1991. Now, I don't want to hear anyone moan or groan on my list, all right? Get ready. All right. This this came out in June 14th, 1991, obviously. Wait, can, I, can we guess? Can we if put you money guess, on it? What's that? Can we put money on it? You can, but you won't get this one, I don't think. <laughs> June 14th, 1991. It totaled... Around a little bit over 165 million is what it finally grossed. Is that Die Hard 2? It is not, because if Die Hard 2 came out in 1991, it would be on my list. Okay. Uh, maybe, maybe that was 1990. I think it was 90 with Die Hard 2, yes. Okay. It is an actor who the Neo Zaz president, Matt, is not a big fan of. Oh, oh, is, oh. Uh, I, I think I know what it is. All right, Tim. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Correct. Hey! You guys see that movie? You guys fans? Oh, of course. Yeah, I loved that as a kid. I haven't seen it in a while, but I loved that as a kid. Did you have all the action figures, Chris? I I did not. I didn't have any of them, no. I didn't have those, the Ewok Village that was the, the forest, whatever. <laughs> those no. Prince of Thieves action figures were famous for still being on the racks when I graduated high school at KB. <laughs> oh kb yeah it really was like it, it was like those and the robocop tv series action figures like with there was a guy named Pudface. face <laughs> uh, the robocop look it up i'm not lying his name was Pudface face uh from the robocop tv series i remember seeing Pudface and these prince of these figures on the clearance rack at uh in, in kb well, well, I remember when when this came out because I I love Costner, and I know people complain about his, his accent and everything in the movie, but uh, I must I must said Hans Gruber, um, <laughs> <laughs> Alan Rickman as as the bad guy in this movie with a spoon. I mean, he was so great, and I just love Kevin mm-hmm. Costner, and the Robin Hood was kind of cool, and I I thought it was fun, and I I enjoyed Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Make fun of me, I don't care. It's a not, it's a good it's a good movie. Um, I don't think it holds up as well uh, upon viewing now. What twenty six years later? It's been a while since I've seen it. Now. I don't think it I don't think it holds up as well. But it is still a fun movie if you can remove yourself from the ridiculousness of some of the casting choices. Okay. I don't know. I my I always go to when I think about that movie. I just think of 
Robin Hood Men in Tights because I watched that <laughs> a lot more okay. often as a kid. So I think of like, you know, you say like it's, the casting choices were weird. I think of like Tracy Ullman as the witch, not uh, like yeah. whoever played the witch in the, the real movie. But right. And uh, really, but there, but some of the some of the casting was was perfect. Like uh, what was his name? Friar Tuck or uh, uh, not Friar Tuck or Little John? The 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 guy from Whose Line Is Anyway? The big dude that had the heart attack in uh, office space. Yeah. Big, big, answer. but Lou, I, I want these all mine are in the nineties, obviously. And I, I want dollar movies to do at least a few of these sometime down. the road. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I should share with you my, my long list of movies to possibly do. It's like 200 movies long. So uh, okay. you can, you can pick and choose whatever you want, buddy. Okay. All right. Well, that's my number five, Robin hood. I'm a cinnamon and tights, Prince of thieves. <laughs> <laughs> So who is Tim next? Tim. All right. My number five, 1995. Mm, I better hear this on your list, Tim. Now, here's the thing is I I had a there's a lot of great movies that came out in 1995 and I wrote down a big list. And so I decided to choose the movies that resonate with me personally rather than what may be the best critically or the ones that um had made the most money. So I just, I picked the ones that resonate with me personally. I did the same thing. I'm all for it. So I, I, so some of these movies are movies that no one has seen. Some of these are movies that you'd be like, what? (laughs) Uh, And only, only one or two of them were like gigantic hits. Actually one was gigantic hits. All the rest, all the rest were kind of small, but my number five was mall rats. I love rats. Okay. Yeah. It was a movie. I, I loved Clerks when it came out. I remember going to see Clerks earlier in the year in '95 um, because Clerks was always all was basically hitting the indie circuit. So the small theaters would would play Clerks. Uh, or it, so then later in the year when Mallrats finally came out, it was it was kind of a big deal. I mean, MTV got behind it, and I remember down by Theater Six at our movie theater, we had the Magic Eye Mallrats poster up forever. And we never got that movie, and I didn't see it in the theater. It, it came out and was gone within a week. So it was an impossible movie to see in the theater. It was such a flop. But it was one of those movies that when it came out on DVD, it got its second life, and I, I fell in love with that movie. And it, it that, that movie, more so than Clerks and more so than even Chasing Amy, that's the movie that really cemented my love for Kevin Smith and the way that he makes his movies. Um, so that's, that's really the movie that really started my affection for the, the Kevin Smith way of making movies. Very good. Yeah. I'm a big fan of that movie. Yeah. And I think, I, I think for all of us we we all enjoy m- obviously movies and comic books and that kind of stuff. So it, it speaks to us. It's, it's, it's more personal than it would be to someone who is not a fan of those sort of things. <laughs> That's the uh, the first thing I ever got Stan Lee to sign was the Mallrats album. <laughs> that would have been. And I'm standing in a line full of kids with comic books, and he just looked at me like, "What the he- what the hell's wrong with you?" Excelsior, <laughs> true believer. I'm not signing this. <laughs> and then he shot his spider web and flew off. Now, Lou, Lou, and Chris, have you ever seen Stan Lee in person? No, I have never seen Stan, Stan Lee in person. No. It's it's like for. Now, Derek, Derek, he may or may not agree with me. 
I've never met him. I've never stood in his presence, but I saw him walk by at a convention once, and it was, it's like watching, it's like it's like looking at a beetle. Mm-hmm. It's like holy shit, that's fucking John Lennon. Uh, you know, it, it, it you see this ninety year old man like hobbling by it, it, with it, with an entourage all around him. It's it's um, quite a sight to see. Yeah, so I'm a little jealous that you got to that you actually got to be. Well, in we're gonna go see him in uh, Washington D.C. In, is he um, doing awesome? June, Com- yeah. Ooh, yeah. I thought he retired from conventions. I thought uh-huh. last year, last a lot year, of the year people before. say that. <laughs> He's like the Rolling Stones. His fifteenth farewell tour. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anywho, um, Derek next, right? Yes, sir. Okay. okay, so my year was 1998, and uh, my number five movie uh, came out in February of 98, and it's called Dark City. Um, oh, oh yeah. I never saw it. Dark I know, City I know is, what it is. It's, it's kind of sci-fi. It's kind of uh, film noir. I can't say that word real well. Uh, it's uh, William Hurt and Keith Sutherland and the gorgeous Jennifer Connelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically this movie was the matrix and memento and, um, oh, what was the one with the spinning top? The, uh, Inception. Uh, Inception. Inception. Yeah. This was all of those movies wrapped into one years before any of those movies even came out. Uh, basic plot line is a guy wakes up and is being accused of like these insane murders that he didn't commit. And he has to figure out why. And it's like just really dark and gritty, and I mean it's it's a great action movie, but it's it's more of a mystery, like a like an old timey like cop mystery kind of a movie, and you know it's it's kind of got that new feel, but it's also still kind of got that like fifties style to it. So it's just really a beautiful movie to watch, and it's really suspenseful through the whole thing. Have you seen it? Have you seen that movie lately, or? Um, I haven't Not gone good. back and watched that movie in a while, but right. working on this list definitely made me want to go back and rewatch it. Very cool. I, I, I've never seen this movie, but I remember watching the year end, uh, special for at the movies with Siskel and Ebert. And I remember Gene Siskel. I think this was the year before he died. I remember Gene Siskel uh, really liked that movie. And Ebert was like, I didn't like that movie, but since I respect you, I'm going to go back and watch it again. Hmm. And, that's, and then Gene Siskel dies. And Robert Roger Ebert lives on for another decade. Way to go, Tim, to bring it down now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited because Lou's going to have some movies that just came out you know, last week. So I'm excited to yeah. hear wow, <laughs> your Lou's list. <laughs> I like how you always say that I'm 13 and that I graduated <laughs> high school last week and my movies are still like almost 15 years old. So. I, I guess yeah. Yeah, I guess because I act so immature and I'm so young inside, I don't even know how old I am. <laughs> but all right, Lou, what's your number five? So similar to what Tim was saying, I definitely took the route of things that more like they're not necessarily all great movies. I mean, a lot of them are, but um this one more has a a personal vibe to why I put it on my list. And that's that it's one of my dad's favorite movies. Uh. Um, 
my dad always has always loved disaster movies from the towering inferno which coincidentally we were talking about this podcast when uh, i was with my parents at dinner tonight and towering inferno came out the year he graduated high school and um he's always loved disaster movies earthquake and all those and he really loves the day after tomorrow that's cool which is number five on my list and a lot of people i saw on a lot of like maligned lists like movies that people think are garbage and uh it has plenty of flaws but um yeah i uh i always like whenever like my dad works overnight so like if i ever visit him at the house at like one in the afternoon when he's getting ready to nap after work uh he'll put this on and watch this or fall asleep to it with like surround sound and he does like every single day so for me like i don't know this this movie has a special place in my heart even though it's kind of a Kind of ridiculous, but uh, uh, this, it's definitely my number five. Is this the one with Jake Gyllenhaal? I think it is, right? Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal gets snowed in in New York. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, the U.S. has to go to Mexico as refugees, that kind of a... Kind of <laughs> it's, of a it, is, it, it is pretty ridiculous. How, and like the people like freeze instantly. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, of the... Yeah. Uh, like, it's like, and uh, I remember like this movie kept coming up in conversation when the... Uh, the polar vortex from a couple of years ago, that really nasty blizzard that we got when it was like super, super, super cold. Mm-hmm. And people were referencing this movie because that was uh, a large part of that film too. But No, I remember really enjoying this movie. I mean, you're right, Tim. It, it was definitely a bit of cheese, but, you know, it's a disaster movie. It kind of has to have that. But, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely remember getting a kick. And I think I, I didn't see it until it was on TBS or TNT or something like that. But I definitely remember sitting and enjoying it. That was that's probably one of the you know I guess besides Independence Day for us like one of the first like disaster films. There's always one like what's the one that has a number to it? Remember the one with um, John Final Cusack? Dust- John Cus- oh John- uh, oh uh, t- uh, 2012. That's it. Oh there right, like, <laughs> that's the one where Woody Harrelson gets blown up by a volcano. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the one. Should. Yeah, there's th- yeah. Th- I think disaster films, even though they're all cheesy and stupid, but it's cool to see. What would happen if New York got taken down or something? You know, it'd be cool to see like a tidal wave take out half the U.S. You know? Yeah, I see, mean, like I said, it's it's got its issues, but I I do like this movie a lot. I uh, this one not not I'm not a big fan of this one. I I hate Roland Emmerich as a director. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he has his issues too. He makes for the most part shitty movies, and this is this is one of those ones I'm just like, okay, not not. Not a fan, but this of his movies, this one is actually on the better side uh, for his movies because it, it, I mean it is ridiculous with the wolves. Oh and right, that kind I of forgot stuff. about the wolves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. but you know it's it's still it's still pretty damn ridiculous. Yeah. All right, uh, back to me. Number back four. Number four. This came out in nineteen ninety one. May twenty fourth. Many guesses, Tim. Uh, it only tw- made seventy-seven million, which you know sounds like now. Like, now to in today's dollars, it's four hundred five billion dollars. Um, one of the greatest directors I think that's ever been around. Besides, so this you know, is Richard Donner. And no, no. <laughs> Michael Bay. I wish. Trust me. Wait, nineteen ninety-one is a Spielberg. It is not Spielberg. It's not Spielberg or Lucas. Like, there's, it's he's in the top five. Has to be. I guess more 80s and 90s than lately. He's been making some. Eh. 
Scorsese? Okay. No. Oh. The other, just, other, other great director. Yeah. He just lost his sister on Happy Days. Oh, is this? Uh, um, wait, is Ron this Howard? Uh, Ron Howard. Yeah. Um, is this Backdraft? It is Backdraft. Oh hey. wow! I remember when this film. You go. We go. Oh my God! And you know, Kurt Russell does it for me. I love Kurt Russell. And Ron Howard did a great job showing what it's like and everything. And I remember seeing this movie, man, the fucking flames and the fire coming real slow motion and De Niro and Sutherland and William Baldwin. It had it had a great cast. Scott Glenn. It was just like a really like one of my favorite prior Ron Howard films is yeah. is, 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 is is Backdraft. I remember Jennifer Jason Lee in that movie. And I, for some reason, I thought she was sexy as I'll get out in that movie for some reason. <laughs> There's something about her in that movie that I was in, like when her and Billy Baldwin have sex on top of the, of the, of the, tr- of the truck. Yeah. I mean, because I was like 15. I was like, holy shit, that's hot stuff. <laughs> it was it, literally, it was just a fun movie. I, I really enjoyed like, This is one of my favorite Ron Howard films. And this, came this out, was one of his er, early blockbusters. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm trying to think what was, you know, I guess besides, uh, Willow was that him? Was that Willow him? Willow was his first feature. Yeah, there's so nothing... this was like his. This was like his third, maybe. I don't know, let, me let me look. And it was it was just fun. I mean, Kurt Russell at, at his best and all. Backdraft, seventy-seven million ish, and number four. That that's for me. Um, Tim, you're you're next. You're number four. I'm looking to see what, which which one this one. Oh no! No, his. I'm sorry. His first. Splash. His first. Uh, his first direct the feature was uh, Night Shift, and yeah. then Splash, Cocoon, Gung. Wow, he did a lot more than I thought. Parenthood was between Willow and Backdraft. Did you get Lou? Have you seen Backdraft? I saw it once a long time ago. This was okay. one of those films that came out when I was. Sorry to say, but I was six and uh, I didn't I didn't watch it as a kid. I just I didn't watch right. it until I was like in college. So it, it definitely took me a while to get around to seeing it. Is this on your dollar movies list? Yeah. I mean, literally any movie that was made in the 90s is up for grabs. But uh, okay. I would definitely rewatch this. OK. It's a good what's, yours, what's yours, Tim? Number four for you now. My number four is uh, probably the most popular movie. The one that, that most people have seen on this list. Toy Story. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Toy Toy Story came out uh, in 1995, and it 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 started the whole Pixar revolution. And it's it's kind of funny when you when you go back and you see it, you can see how far technology has gone in the last twenty some odd years. But at the same time, it still holds up. Like visually, it still holds up, and story wise, it'll always hold up. It's eternal, story wise. But visually, it still is is a strong animated film, um, and that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> yeah. I remember, Story is like a great film. Yeah, I remember in um, I think it was '92 when Aladdin came out, mm-hmm. and I remember like going to ten thirty showings of that because it was so packed and. You know, I mean, even at 1030 at night, it was still packed with kids and thinking to myself, man, this is just insane. And and you didn't see anything like that until Toy Story came out. Yeah. And 
I mean, we saw that in the theaters a couple of times, but I mean, that was just, it, it was a swell. Like you, I hadn't seen anything like that in years. I mean, people just flocked to go see that movie over and over and over again. Yeah. Between between Aladdin and Toy Story, I think Lion King was probably the closest. Yeah, with Lion yeah, King, definitely. Lion King was another one that that entire summer of '94, I think it was. It was like it, that was all over the theaters for for a good four months. You couldn't couldn't escape it. So yeah, Toy Story was kind of the same way. It was like up until Easter, you could still go to the movies and see it. Yeah. Great, great choice, Timmy. Um, Derek, you're and, number and four. Don, and Don Rickles just passed away this past oh, uh, yeah. this past week, bringing us down again. <laughs> yeah, Debbie Downer. Rickles dead. <laughs> See, now you guys know what it's like to do the Tick podcast. Hey, I think that <laughs> yeah. actor's dead. We go through the Is we go through the that cast. Dead. Here's our new game. Every movie that someone says now, let's find someone who's now dead from that movie. <laughs> okay. oh, you're not gonna like mine. Oh jeez! Oh, take poltergeist! That All dead. <laughs> uh, Derek, what's your number four? Uh, my number four uh, came out February sixth of nineteen ninety eight. Uh, definitely an action packed movie. It was Ooh. the Replacement Killers, starring Chow Young Fat and, and Mira Mark Sorvino. Wait, what am I thinking of? You're thinking of the Replacements? No, that's with Keanu Reeves. What are you that's thinking? Keanu of? Reeves. Isn't there a Mark Wahlberg and a, and and the that guy? was yeah that was contraband. I remember seeing that with you. Not I don't know. Was it Chow Yun Fat? Was yeah it? yeah. To your fat, I I always said. Hold on, um, I I remember going to see a, a movie with you that had the Corruptor is the one that had that was ninety nine. Okay. That the Corruptor had Uncle Benny in it, who was also in Uncle Benny. Uh, lethal weapon, and Uncle Benny shows up in another movie. He just he's just a he's just a Chinese mob boss who just shows up in movies that have nothing to do with each other, but he plays the character Uncle Benny. <laughs> I want to know more about Derek's four. I don't. <laughs> I've never seen it, so yeah. Like it. Blue, it's yeah. one that you should put on your list. Uh, basic, okay. Okay. The, basically, Chow Young Fat plays the greatest assassin of all time. Because it's the okay. 90s and like yeah, most sure. movies, I'm down. that's the plot line. Um, and he's hired to kill this cop played by Michael Rooker. And when he's about to kill him, his seven-year-old son comes walking in the middle of the frame. And he's like, well, this is my last job. You know, he's like two days from retirement. <laughs> but I can't kill a man in front of his kid. Well, the the group that he works for is like, well, fuck you. If you can't do it, we're going to kill you. So they send the replacement killers, oddly enough, to come kill him. And he needs to get out of the country. And the only way to do that is to go see Mira Servino, who's like half naked through the whole movie, which is that's what I like. soaking wet and half naked. And you can't mm-hmm. complain about that, especially in 1998. And yeah. um, he has to get fake paperwork from her because she's involved. Now they're trying to kill her as well. So gotcha. I mean it's it's just a big shoot 'em up movie, but it's it's one that you know I won't say that it holds up too well these days. But if it's on TV, I'm I'm probably going to sit down and watch it. I definitely will check that out because I have never even heard of it. So yeah, it's definitely. I mean, it's it's a really cool. I mean, it's Chow Young Fat, so you know it's not just gun shooting. There's a lot of martial arts stuff in it and a lot of quick movement and stuff like that. 
Chew your fat. <laughs> Chew your fat. That. Chew you your don't fat. you don't get much you don't get much more nineties than just saying the words Mira Sorvino. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. The Very previous true. year she did uh Romeo and Michelle. So I mean uh, yeah. yeah, she she had a good three and a half year run yeah, as an actress. Uh Lou, what's your number four? So my number four is also an animated movie, and uh, I think that this is one that's pretty much universally loved, uh, and that would be Shrek Two. Oh, oh! I have okay. never seen it. Really? I I saw the first Shrek. I have not seen any of the other Shreks. I never saw. I think there are two others. I only saw Shrek One and Two, but uh, it's it's. It's tough to say whether or not it's better than the first. I think they're just two very different movies. Right. Um, they both had like a lot of like cultural references and like pop culture references, but they definitely go a little overboard with uh, with Shrek Two, and I think in a good way. Uh, also, you get the introduction of Puss in Boots with yes. Antonio Banderas mm. voicing Ooh, him, yes. um, and uh, yeah, it's just it's pretty great. I mean, I love both Shrek movies, and you know. You can't go wrong with Eddie Murphy as Donkey either. So <laughs> Donkey, damn right. This, yeah, I don't have much else to say. It's just it's great. I, is it the one with the with uh, the group of the princesses where they like start kicking ass? No, I don't think so. This is the one where they start off where she starts off as an ogre. Oh, okay. And she is a. Uh, this is when they first go to uh, far, far away. When, oh, okay. they, when they, he meets the parents. Oh, John Cleese. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, John yeah. Cleese plays the. Uh, I forget who plays the fairy godmother, but um, yeah, John Cleese plays like the dad and uh and uh, yeah. I think I the know. fairy godmother is um, Patsy from uh, Abfab, if I remember correctly. Okay. Yeah. I'm a, well, I'm I will. Sure. I will have to say <laughs> say this that Shrek One and Shrek Two, mostly Shrek One. Help me raise Caitlin because I remember she loved those movies and I always just just pop it in and she used to watch it. Oh, nice. <laughs> and when it was over, I popped it again and she watched it. You know, so those, were, those were her movies. Okay. Yeah, she 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 loves Shrek and all. That's good Love. because I feel like a lot of parents, like people that are raising children now, have like crappy selection. I mean, in my opinion, have like crappy selections of movies to pop in. But like, you know, obviously I have like the elitist attitude of, oh, well, when I was a kid, we had great movies to watch. And I'm sure it was garbage <laughs> back then too. But right. um, I think Shrek 1 and 2 are, are are nice children raised, you know, nice movies to raise children on. Hmm. I, I I blame Shrek <laughs> for... I, I blame well, Shrek I for, for some... For, there, there are certain things that I blame Shrek for. Although Shrek isn't necessarily 100% guilty. I, I blame Shrek... Primarily for the idea that now when it comes to feature animated films, you can only have celebrity voices, although that really goes back more to Aladdin than 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 Shrek with with uh, uh, Robin Williams. But Shrek really like amped it up where they started really marketing the voice actors rather than as when they when they probably could have cast faceless people that you don't recognize and you could just get into the movie. But I, I do blame Shrek for basically giving us ten years of knockoffs of fairy tales with attitude. Has that like, been a thing? I, I haven't even known that. that like that hoodwinked, and uh, there are so many other animated movies that have like, like just basically like turning the the idea of the the standard fairy tale on its head and giving them attitude, and they're all assholes. Um, yeah, but Shrek, probably- Shrek is the gold standard. 
Okay. <laughs> so I mean, Shrek Shrek started that. They, they I don't think they 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 I don't think they intended to start a trend of lesser movies like that. But they they're the gold standard. They're like this is the best you can get with sassy fairy tales. And it was something that had never been done before, really. Uh, at least not not on not in a feature thing. It had been done in in books and comics and that kind of stuff. But Shrek was the gold standard of that kind of thinking. I Shrek Two just shows you how old Lou really is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's happened? It, I, I don't think. know what you did, but it is your turn, my friend. Uh, my headphone came out. Uh, all right, what's uh, number three now? Right now, here's where we start to know. If you know me, you know what's on my list. Um, a remake just came out a couple years ago. Fucking horrible. Get Mars. No, but <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, let's see. It's one of my favorite movies. Your move, creep. Part two. No, no. <laughs> um, that was nice. The main actor, which Tim will bring it up, is now dead. Um, John Clavin, then? He's not dead. He's only dead on the inside. <laughs> Might as well Tim. be. Only dead <laughs> on the inside. Yeah. He's not dead. Um, it involves a bunch of surfers. Oh. oh. Come on. Johnny Utah. Johnny Utah. Not Johnny Utah. Point break. I caught my first tube today, boss. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 remake was not terrible, terrible, but it was not definitely not good. Yeah. This, the remake would have been my... fine if they didn't call it point break. Yeah, yes. they should have just called it like, something else. Call yeah. it not not point break. Just call it anything. Call it extreme break. You know, something like that. Yeah. Extreme but this crack. is one of my Keanu Reeves and this movie's on. This speed. The end of the Matrix and and John Wick now like this is like one of my what's the matter the end of the Matrix the end when they walk into the office yeah. building and in right. slow motion in the leather the last two hours and fourteen minutes not so this is just Keanu Reeves and as you know I'm an FBI agent like to him just and shooting in the air and just doing some kick ass shit and Swayze is like fantastic in this movie is, too. It's like yeah. one of my favorite like action films from the 90s. And Lori Petty cute as a fucking button. Yeah. Yes. Lori Petty and Gary Busey which also <laughs> cute as a button. Yeah. <laughs> Not that crazy back then, I guess. He was. He, was he just didn't crazy, show yeah. it. I, yeah. I guess you're right. I guess I didn't see his hair all the way up in the, in the sky, you know. Well, you didn't see his coked out like mugshot? <laughs> Yeah. All right. Those true. That time frame. So, Chris, did this make this this movie make you want to learn how to surf? Tell right now. I always I always told Kelly this. If I if I lived at the shore, the beach. If I if I lived there, I would be a surfer, guaranteed. I would be surfing all the fucking time. <laughs> it's never now. too uh, late to start. No, no, dude, just go start. No, I got a bad ankle. I can't do shit now. In my prime, I would I would surf that board. I don't know. If that's it. <laughs> How many guys did you say that to at the bar when you were younger? Six. <laughs> I don't know if that's what it's called. You know, surf that board. What's it called? I, hang ten. I, I would hang that ten. <laughs> you sound like you've been hanging out with Frankie Avalon or something, dude. Yeah. I love Point Break. I mean, when that thing's on, it it's, it stays on. It's just it's fantastic. Oh yeah. That's that's mm. such a great movie. 
And what's weird, it, it made it came on July twelfth. Uh, made forty three million, which seems like nothing, but yeah. back then it was it was something. It also probably didn't that. cost that much money. Yeah, true. Yeah. True. That was back in the day when you could make a big action movie for fifteen million dollars, and it, which today would be like forty five million dollars, and it didn't it didn't matter. You could you could put these movies out. They knew that they would they would make their money back pretty easily. The the video rentals was still strong. And you know you had HBO and and other TV show TV TV outlets to make your money back. So those movies were cheap, and that was that was also before actors were getting fifteen million dollars per picture. So right. I mean, I mean, Keanu Reeves probably made two hundred seventy five thousand dollars on that movie. I don't know why I just chose that number, but I just think it's I love great... the, the the rat the rat song in there. Uh, um, <laughs> Nobody rides for free. I think it was the name of the song. Oh, yeah, that was a great song. And that was also in that period of 90s movies where the Red Hot Chili Peppers showed up for no reason. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. They yeah. were, were in they? that movie. I remember, I remember them being that. in that. Yeah, they were the uh, the asshole surfers that uh, that they snapped the board in half. Yeah. And then later, and then a, a couple of years later, they show up in that, that movie with Christy Swanson. And Charlie Chase. Sheen. Yeah, the chase. Oh my yeah. god, chase. I forgot. I the, I was referencing that movie like a month ago to a group of people who had never heard of it before. Oh, oh man, it's, it's such a classic movie with Henry Rollins, and it's so bad that it's good. Yeah, yeah that's what this, I was saying. And that we we were trying to find a bad movie to watch. I don't remember what we settled on, but that was one of my one of my my hats I threw in the ring. I'll have to look to see if Henry Rollins Netflix is in that. Movies. Yeah, just that that sex scene when they're driving and she's riding on top of him, and all of a sudden it's like the car starts floating. <laughs> it's like it's just so fucked up. Uh, the chase. I should see if that's on Netflix or Amazon. It, it was, was like about a month ago. Thing. It was available either on HBO Go or Netflix within the last month or so. So okay, it yeah. may still be around. Bam. Number number three. Point Break. All right. Derek, what you got? No, it's Tim. Sorry, yeah. Oh, uh, for me, Chris is gonna get so pissed when I say this. <laughs> what? Because what? he, because I, ta- I, I've talked about this movie quite a bit over the past couple months. Smoke, which is a movie that no one has seen. I'm not. I'm not it's, pissed. <laughs> I'm mad that I haven't heard Braveheart yet, but you know, go on. Uh, you, you, you unfortunately, you won't hear Braveheart. Maybe on the next podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We oh, still have you, another one to do. You <laughs> motherfucker. I, <hate> you. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I just caught that. What are you doing <laughs> next podcast? Holy so shit. This, this was a, a very tiny independent movie that came out with Harvey Keitel and William Hurt and Jared Harris, um, uh, Forrest Whitaker, Stalker Channing. It was like a, it was like one of those like, ensemble indie pieces that where all the stories sort of twist around and uh, come together. And I, uh, and I think, and what's his name from lost uh, Harold, Harold Perrineau. Oh yeah. yeah plays, yeah. plays a, a kid in this. Um, he, I think he plays um, Forrest Whitaker's son, long lost son. It's such a great movie. It, it it's it, it for for a small. This is back when when indie movies were really cool. Those, those mid nineties indie movies you could go to, and you know this, they probably made this movie for a million dollars. So killer, really great movie. Sad, funny, 
you know, the ending of it, you, you're you're tearing up. It's it's just a really good movie. It it all takes place in a uh, cigar shop that Harvey Keitel runs. Um, yeah, and just the people that come and go, and then they with all the extra scenes they shot from this movie, they actually made a second movie called Up in or no Blue in the Face, where they they had all these extra cameos of people that didn't make a movie like Michael J. Fox. And, and and those guys are, so they they were able to somehow assemble a second movie out of unused footage of this, kind of like what they did with um, uh, Anchorman. Is this the one where you see his his Wang? This is probably the, the few movies that you don't see Harvey Keitel's Wang. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seemed like it seemed like every movie Harvey Keitel was in. Can I show him a dick? No, no Harvey. <laughs> It's in, it's in his contract to show his cock every, you know, every yeah, movie. Yeah, there's, there's no re... Uh, who, who's in? Um, not... Uh, uh, oh, shit. What is her name? Ashley Judd. This is, like, one of Ashley Judd's first film roles. And she is so fucking awesome. And she plays this cracked-out drug drug addict who's just, like, in a, in a living in a hovel. And she is so fucking awesome in this movie. She was she was like, um, she's probably like twenty four or twenty five when she made this movie. Killer. She's so fucking good. Anyway, all right, we go from a bad movie to to what's on Derek's list. <laughs> I'm sure it's a good one. It's not one that I've ever seen, but I will definitely have to check it out, Tim. It's it's really good. It's I I just I saw it's on Amazon. If you have Amazon. I think Showtime you can watch it, but or you can rent it for like three bucks huh. on Amazon. Okay, or uh, buy it for six. My number three came out August twenty first of nineteen ninety eight, and uh, much like how Dark City was before its time, this movie was one of the the first good comic book hero movies. Ninety eight. Okay, wait, ninety eight. What came out in 98 comic book wise? Would this be Blank Man? No. <laughs> I said good. You know, I did not say great. There is a, in, in Jackson, in Jackson, Tennessee, there's a there's a movie car museum. And they have Blank Man's little motorcycle there. Oh, Jesus. I, I love that movie. <laughs> you do it back to back with that and Meteor Man. Meteor Man <laughs> Orgasmo. Orgasmo. I remember going to see Orgasmo with Chris because we had to go to the 309 to see it because that was the only place that would show NC 17 movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, unfortunately, it's neither of those three. It okay. would be Wesley Snipes in Blade. Oh, oh yeah. Nice. Okay. I remember my best friend in high school, Frank, and I saw this movie a dozen times. And I mean, dude, it's it's a vampire that can walk during the day who hangs out with Chris Christopherson and beats the shit yeah. out of other vampires. Yeah. You know? It's a good and, one. And nobody sparkled. You know? Yeah. They were badass. They lived in the sewers. They were decadent when they needed to be decadent, but they could fight. And, I mean, it was, you know, the first three movies on my list are very action-packed, and this was probably, like, the biggest one for me. And, and Wesley was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while since I've seen any of those, and but yeah, that's the that was a great 
That was a made, great movie. They made like three or four sequels to it, and they keep talking about rebooting it, and they did like a brief TV series of it, but really the first one's the best. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, they, each, each have their own... Each have their own special thing. I really sure. love the third one, mainly because of um, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds is fucking in that one. awesome in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. Um, and and that one also has uh, Blade saving a baby, going Gucci Gucci Goo. <laughs> that's a great one, Derek. That's that's well, that's yeah, really good. That's a good choice. It is. That was the first successful Marvel, Marvel movie. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what. That's what put Marvel back, back on the map. With that, they they were able to then then make what was it X Men after that. Yeah, and it was yeah. the last time I remember seeing Steven Dorff before he started selling blue cigarettes. <laughs> so that's Lou, my what do you got? Three. Well, my number three is uh, the third in a series of movies. Uh, that has made well over a billion dollars at this point and oh. continues to make money. And that would be Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. I will sit mm-hmm. back on this one. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't seen any that of That was... Not I saw the, nope. first, the oh. first Harry Potter and the third one, and that's it. Um, after the, the third one is where they start getting a little dark, and by the end, everybody starts to die. And... Um, I did not grow up reading Harry Potter. I didn't like grow up with the books like a lot of people my age did. I didn't know about Harry Potter until I was uh, maybe a senior in high school or junior in high school. I forget what year it was, but um, they, for whatever reason, showed the first movie in like during like a, you know, like a half day for like a holiday or something like that. I forget what it was, but they were showing it on the TV. And I think this may have been the first one of the Harry Potters that I saw in theaters and after that, um, I went to every single one and I fell in love with the books and I fell in love with the movies. And I don't really need to say a whole lot about Harry Potter. I mean, it's kind of a worldwide phenomenon. But uh, yeah, this was uh, an easy number three for me. Harry Potter is going to be one of those things like I, I, I think it's going to be like Star Wars, where in another 10 years, it, you're really going to start to see the Harry Potter nostalgia come back out into uh, conventions and and that sort of stuff. I think, I think once it once the first movie hits, it's the I guess it's been like 15 years already. Once it hits that 25 mark, I think that's when the nostalgia is really going to going to kick in for Harry. That was a good one, Lou. I, I understand yeah. why you said it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. But absolutely. you don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I did well, see them all, so I I. I'm seeing them, but you know, I, I worked at borders when those books came out. And as much as I'm thrilled that children across the world were reading books. And I mean, it was amazing to see that it, it just overwhelmed everybody that worked there. Cause I mean, mm-hmm. it was oh, sure. everywhere and it just kind of turned me off from it. But, but it's, I can understand the one... appeal, you know, as a star Wars right. fan, as a, you know, uh, I can totally understand the appeal. It was one of those things where where you'd have working at the bookstore, you'd have um, customers come in and they every day, and, and especially with me because I was a little thinner at the time. Uh, everybody thought, "Oh, Tim, you look like Harry Potter," and I was like, "And uh, yeah, everybody." <laughs> and so people would say that, and then and then they'd say, "I bet you're excited for the new book," and I'm like, "No, <laughs> no, 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 no." 
and and it 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 is one of those things where I worked the midnight release for books five, six, and seven. Is that, is that how many there were? There were seven. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I remember, I, I remember being really impressed with the events and and saying, "This is something special. This is something you're you're never going to see anything like this again for a book." And and so far, I we haven't. And uh, but it, it, so, but other than that, I just, I just don't care. I read the first four books and think they're great. And I saw the first and the third movie. I think they're fine, but it's just not something that that I ever really latched onto. But for someone your age, I mean, you you were there, you were there during that time period, so you were you were of that of that group that that would have really grabbed onto it. All I gotta yeah. ask is, does someone out there know if there's a porno named Harry Twatter? I'm, I'm sure sh- there is. I don't know, but I would put money on it. I I want to see. Yeah, I, I want proof of that. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up. Harry. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll Google it too and see what yeah. happens. Weird we can watch that phone. one after we watch the Starballs one Harry. and record that podcast. Other porn parody. There has to be a Harry Potter. Oh Twatter. God! All right. The first result for typing in Harry Twatter showing <laughs> results for Harry Twatter, and then there's a series of links to things saying Harry Twatter. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yes. Okay, this is on... Okay, Harry Potter porn... Parody porn videos on Pornhub. Uh, uh, Pornhub? Uh, what's that? <laughs> is that a site? Uh, well, that, that, well, there's there's the... There's the, uh, there's the SNL that Lindsay Lohan is on there, even though it's not really. Harry Potter and Hermione's MILF. Skin Diamond gets fucked as Harry Potter. Emma Watt... Okay, those are animated. <laughs> Chris, do you remember the um, the wand toy that came out and all the reviews on Amazon? The wand toy now. Yeah, they they released like um, a a broom wand thing that the kids wrote in the movie when they were playing the soccer game. That game, yeah. And and they released one for kids, and it like vibrated as you flew around oh, on God. it. Yeah, no. the Amazon reviews are the funniest and filthiest things I've ever <laughs> read in my life. Oh my god, I have to pick one up. Yeah, <laughs> there's one that's it's it's got a 66 percent approval rating. Hermione sucks Harry's dick. It's 10 oh, minutes and 13 seconds. Jesus. <laughs> so we'll now see, why isn't that the movie? Go watch it. We'll put a link at the bottom of the podcast. Yeah, in the notes, show notes. All right, well, this is a horrible transition to my number two. <laughs> <laughs> what is it like an egg and Baby's day off. The Bible, the movie. <laughs> it came out uh, November 15th. It made $145 million and is, for me, one of the top three Disney films of all time. This Little is Mermaid. 1991. Not the Mermaid. No, this would have been... Uh, this Yeah. Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. The, the, time. the remake Song came out. I enjoyed it. But this movie, there's like Aladdin, there's there's Lion King and Beauty and the Beast are like the top are like the top three. And this is like mm. I don't care. You all know me. I watch this and there's tears. <laughs> I love Belle. I think she was on my top five list of Disney characters. I want to bang, I think it was. <laughs> How come? How come you? Because a, a lot of these Beauty and the Beast characters have done conventions. How come you even gotten like poster signed by by I these? I did get. These I did get a voice from from somebody, and Lumiere was my favorite character, and 
still is. And then in the new one, he's played by Obi Wan Kenobi, which is even cooler. But um, I think he was I just a Kenobi. chiller like last year. Who was that? Uh, Obi Wan Kenobi? No, the dude that played Lumiere in the cartoon. Oh, he was. I think so. I know they I had the guy it. that played like the Beast. They had the Beast. They they got the Gaston guy. I see doing conventions. I would. Uh, I would. Bell get has done conventions. There's a, there's a few out there that I've that I've seen that have that have been doing conventions. It's one of my favorite Disney films. I love Beauty and the Beast, and and I remember working at the theater. Christ, like, this is like one of the movies that was like six, seven, eight months in theaters. Man, people were flocking to see Beauty and the Beast. It was so it was so damn good. I love Beauty and the Beast. Say what you want. Make fun of me. <laughs> I don't make fun of you, dude. You I, I grew up watching this. I mean, it's it's no beauty. All right, check right now. Is there porn that says beauty does the beast? No. I'm sure. Again, I'm, 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 I'm positive there. I, is. What's I, that I'm rule? Sure it's like it's internet. Called, I'm sure it's, it's called like rule 34 or whatever. Or that. Yeah, I'm sure there's both, actually. I'm sure they both exist separately. I want to I wanna do the best of five um, porno names based off real movies. <laughs> Heinfeld. That would actually probably be pretty funny. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff out there. Yeah, oh we'll, God! We'll yeah. I mean, not not that I know. Chris is late to the recording because he's researching still. <laughs> I don't. I don't go to Pornhub.com. I never do that. I don't know what that is. He dusts off his old Betamax. <laughs> I I got Heinfeld stuck in my VCR years ago. Oh yeah, God. we went to West Coast Video. We went back in the porno section, and uh, we. That we we rented we rented Heinfeld. That was the one. That was the that was the porn parody yeah. we got that night. Yeah, we bring it back, put it in Chris's player, and it gets stuck. Yeah, and he had to he had to take his player to West West Coast so Video. Take it out. Yeah, I want to know this. Why is two two men going to a video store and renting Heinfeld together? No, it was it was like a group of us. It okay. wasn't it wasn't just it wasn't just you and me going in hand in hand walking behind the. <laughs> Uh, walking behind the pearl curtain yeah but all right number two being the beast classic disney i love it um tim what's your number two my number two demon knight oh watch the moon demon knight yep oh man why why is that that years oh it's tales from the crypt it it's I mean they 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 obviously they have some fantastic episodes, but this movie was fucking awesome from beginning to end. Every fucking moment of this video of this movie is tops. It's funny. It's scary. It's got great effects. Uh, it's got cool one liners and it's got Billy Zane. Hold <laughs> down, hold down, hey motherfucker. <laughs> and it's got it's got what is his name Chitch Pounder. After she gets her, her her arm cut off, she, she you see her oh yeah putting up her 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 nub, and he's like, "What is that? It's me giving you the finger." <laughs> so I think I've I don't think I saw Demon Knight. I think I only saw Bordello of Blood, which from all I understand is the lesser of the oh uh, yeah tales yeah oh absolutely oh, yeah. it is yeah yeah if if you if you base your tales from tales from the crypt movie knowledge just on Bordello of Blood now Bordello of Blood. Don't, don't don't get me wrong. It has its moments, but Demon Knight is it. It just starts out so good, and it's from beginning to end nonstop. You never get bored. 
Billy Zane is yeah, is the reason it, why that's so good. Yeah, this was this was the first time I noticed Billy Zane and said, "Who the fuck is this handsome gentleman?" <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it, so good. I mean, and the cast is fantastic. You got Billy Zane, William Sadler, uh, Thomas Hayden Church is in it. Um, Jada Pinkett Smith. So many. Charles, yeah, Charles Fleischer. Uh, so many great, like B movie actors, all in one, and it's, it was so goddamn good. That I should have known. I should have even thought of the year. I should have known that would be on your list. That's a great one, Tim, on your list. Oh, though. It's so fucking awesome. Yeah, and, uh, and, and it honestly is, is one of my all-time favorite movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Derek, what yes. do you got? Number two? Yes, number two. Uh, this movie came out February 13th of 1998. Ooh. Oh, um, so it's a romantic movie. Yeah. yeah. It Valentine's. actually is a romantic movie. Um, this The lead actor in this movie actually put out two movies this year, and this may be my favorite, if not really, honestly, the only one of his movies that I actually like. And that would be Shit. Adam Sandler oh. in The Wedding Singer. Ah! Uh-huh. Yes. I I love this stupid movie. Um, <laughs> anybody that doesn't know out there, uh, Adam Sandler plays a wedding singer, oddly enough, uh, who his bride dumps him on the day of their wedding, because she doesn't want to marry a wedding singer, she wants to marry a rock star. And then he falls in love with some cutie little girl played by Drew Barrymore, mm-hmm. and craziness ensues. Yes. Um, it has everybody that's ever been in any Adam Sandler movie ever <laughs> in it. Uh, it has a rapping grandma who sings Rapper's yeah. Delight. Hip hop, yeah. yeah. Um, it has. Uh, a scene where cones get run over, and every time I see a cone on the road, I go, but it's a cone, because of the way he said it. Um, my my wife, to this day, when I wake up with bedhead, looks at me and goes, do you like Flack of Seagulls? Yeah. Um, and, and it's got Steve Buscemi at the end of the movie singing, uh, I know this much is true. It's just... Great soundtrack, silly movie, yeah, great eighties references, just yep. a mm-hmm. really fun, enjoyable movie. And Billy Idol. And Billy Idol. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. What was this... the other Adam Sandler movie that came out that year? Um, I want to say it was The Water Boy. Oh wow, they both came out the same year. Holy I shit! I think so. This was the movie that propelled him. Yeah. I mean, he, 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 it was a slow rise, but this was the movie that propelled him from to that next level because it was such, it was such a huge hit. Oh, and such yeah. a, such a fan favorite. Yeah. And it was one of the first movies that I remember that had two soundtracks. It had like the, oh, yeah. sound, the soundtrack from the movie and other songs that mm-hmm. could have been in the movie. I have one of those for Braveheart. I have two soundtracks, like more music from Braveheart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is not on Tim's list, by the way, so whatever. Um, well, not on this list. Yeah. All right. You better not be able to fucking on the worst one. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, the other 98 movie was uh, Waterboy. Yeah. Waterboy, okay. Which Too was great. okay. Gatorade. But... Oh, Gatorade. Come on. How can you say it's okay? Waterboy's like, probably one of his best ones. Sandler's. It's got it's got Feruza Balk in it. Yeah. That's, well, a, that's, a, that's a winning point. Yeah. <laughs> point. Uh, Lou, number two for you. 
Number two for me uh, would be Shaun of the Dead. Oh, good movie. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. And I saw this um, after my sister and my dad saw this movie, and they came back saying that it was horrible. <laughs> and my dad said, I don't get it. I fell asleep. It was stupid. Don't waste your money. And I was like, I'm going to give this a shot. And, I'm going to um, waste my money. <laughs> Well, you know, he it's a, my dad's the same kind of person who like fell asleep during the nightmare before Christmas, you know, when it came out. So, yeah. you know, he has good taste sometimes, but not always. Anyway, I don't know. I just I love the filmmaking. I love the way that they shot this movie and I know Edgar Wright like has an interesting way of shooting film. Uh and it just the just the writing alone, just like the smart like silly British humor mm-hmm. uh really sold me. I you know, I grew up watching like Monty Python and mm-hmm. you know, uh, there you see a lot more of it now, I think, than you did like maybe when I was growing up, like as a younger kid. But you know, British humor is a lot different than American humor, as is you know, like yeah. Canadian humor. It's all different, and uh, and I just really appreciated the way they did this, you know, zombie movie. And uh, I don't know if you guys are big fans of it or not, but uh, yeah, Shaun of the Dead is uh, I don't definitely think I was high up on my list. A huge fan when I first saw it. Like, I, mean, I just didn't understand or get the the humor and jokes, but I think it's it's grown on me over the years. I think it takes a couple watches to really get all the subtle humor in it, like the, the subtle yeah. references. Uh, you know, the self it's it's self referential at times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of cyclical jokes where they come back around at the end of the movie and pay off mm-hmm. later. And uh, so yeah, I think it takes a couple watches to uh, to really get them all. I, I love this movie, and I was a big fan of Spaced before I saw oh, this. Yeah. And, right, yeah. And just the just the number of cameos that came out of out of Space that were in in this movie, and I got to tell you, I can never hear the song White Lines the same way again. Neither can I. <laughs> you know, I mean, you always have to add in that groan now. But uh, yeah, <laughs> this was this is definitely one. This is on my shelf. I mean, it's a great flick. All right, well, this is it. Everyone's number ones. Um, I'm up, right? This is this movie. If you know me, it's so fucking obvious. It's so simple. Came out July third, so right there is like July fourth was like a major weekend for big ass fucking blockbuster movies. Star July. Wars. <laughs> July third, nineteen ninety one. Okay. I think Tim might have been here. For the midnight showing, where the police came in and stopped the movie because a door was open, they thought that we broke in to the movie theater to watch this fucking movie. No, this is this is two years before I started working there. Okay, all right. I didn't. I, no, uh, this is three years. I didn't start working there. No, yeah, I guess two years. I started working there at the end of '93. I was dying to see this movie. It's a sequel to a movie. It's probably the best. It's the best one out of the franchise in my eyes. Guaranteed. Um, Derek and I just saw an actor from this movie last weekend. That's true. And I think you, me, and Lou did a commentary for this this film, if it's the same film I'm thinking of. Is that a Guns N' Roses soundtrack? Yes, yeah, it does. Yes, yes, it does. $204 million for T2 Judgment Day. Uh, Fucking so I... Off. Just yeah. watched this movie last week with a friend of mine who is 30 and was watching it for the first time. Oh, oh how did how do you like it? Or, or she fell like asleep <laughs> three times what? and said, 
I don't really like it. I'm going to fall asleep. <laughs> you, you, you can't. It's Arnold. It's, it's classic. It's Arnold at his best. So you know what? Gonna, I, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Tim. No, I was, I, I was going to say, you know what I found out about this movie today? Yeah. Because it's the anniversary of the, uh, the, the, the riots in, in LA, the scene where he's in the bar. Yeah. Uh, when he, when he comes in and gives me your clothes. You, you could, you must, yeah. Yeah. Across the street from where they were filming this, the Rodney King beating was happening. It, it really? Happened on the, it, it, yeah, it was happening on the same night while they were filming in that in that bar. The Rodney King beating was happening like a football field away. Wow, that's something I never even knew. Yeah, I I, I had never heard I had never heard that story, and and it just sort of popped up on something today, like. Um, you know, facts, facts you didn't know about Terminator. And I was like, what? And I was like, mm. holy shit. And you know, Chris. Is... Yes. Bill Paxton's dead. Yeah. Dead. <laughs> Fucker. Damn. And so was Rodney King. Rodney King's dead. He didn't die that night, right? No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> Several it, nights later. It was, it's Arnold. It's Arnold, like, doing what he d- did, I guess, best back in the day. And he kicked ass and fucking the t-1000 robert patrick and it's it's so he fucking was fucking the t-1000 <laughs> he was fucking i must have missed that one is that in what the penetrator that's in the deleted <laughs> scene that's oh, in the that's next on that. thank you derek beat me to the joke <laughs> <laughs> it's just terminator to judgment day love it i leave it on i mean even like even the effects of the t-1000 back then you know they're not fantastic in today's time, but some of them still hold up, except when Arnold rolls off that tanker truck and into the other area. That's awful. And you, but, met, and you met the T-1000. I met, I met four people now. I met Sarah Say, Connor. Hey, that's a nice bike. T-1000, John Connor, and just this Berkeley guy that we just saw from The Walking Dead. He was, I forgot he was in T-2. I should have brought that poster. But um, it's... Who doesn't like Terminator 2? Come on now. <laughs> well, loose friend for one. My friend. Yeah. There's one. <laughs> now, maybe maybe she was up late the night before. Maybe she was working. She's tired. In, in her defense, we did somehow accidentally watch the uh, special extended director's cut. Uh, That's long uh, version of that movie. With, like, it's, like, it's actually like two and a half hours long. And there's I think if you cut out those extra scenes, it like the, the actual theatrical version, I think would for somebody watching it for the first time would be a better viewing for them. But those extra scenes just drag so much. It really does. I remember going to Matt's house decades ago and we watched it on laser disc and I sat on a floor, watched the whole thing. I was like, this is fantastic. The scene where the T 1000 grabs that, that pole, it's like um caution tape color and his hand changes and he just shakes his hand and the colors off. I was like, Oh, that's so fucking awesome. Yeah. I, I love T two. I mean, it's it's one of my one of my favorites of his Arnold's. So that's my number one. Um, Tim, what's your number one? Braveheart. Okay, who's next? Derek. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, no, not not Braveheart. Uh, it's a movie that's that was probably slightly bigger, slightly more epic. Than Don't Braveheart. say Rob Roy. Is that out that, that same year? That was well, that was out that same year. Yeah, it Rob was? Roy was out ninety five. Yep. Uh, it's, it's the story of, of, uh, of, a of an adult who goes, goes back to school to impress his father. And, uh, he debates what's better shampoo or conditioner. Oh, oh God. And, 
All right. And uh, <laughs> but uh, Billy Madison is my yeah. number one movie of 1995. So hot. Want to touch the hiney? I can see that's his one of his top three sandwiches. I I quote. I this is one of those movies. This and probably Bachelor Party are probably the two movies I quote the most. <laughs> In, in in life, and I don't even realize I'm quoting Bachelor Party half the time. But this one, I mean, just the, just this past week, Chris sent me a picture of of, of Bai Ling, and I oh my, yeah, my, and my response was so hot. Want yeah. to touch the hiney? <laughs> uh, it it really is. It's 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 one of Sandler's best films in, yeah. in terms of it's so cheap and ridiculous. It's stupid, but yeah. it's so goddamn funny. I agree. I mean, I, I, it, it, where in real life does he just have this conversation with somebody? Then from out of nowhere, a culture club song starts and he just ends the scene dancing. There's no reason for it, <laughs> but it's there and it works and we and we believe it. Is Braveheart an honorable mention at least, Tim? Did we? Are we doing honorable mentions? I got two, but you know you can say it. I is. do. Listen, I'm here's here's what it is. There were so many good movies that came out in 1995. I made the list, and then from that list, I went and pulled out the five that meant the most to me. Okay, Braveheart may or may not have been on the that that full list. Okay, Derek, your number one. Uh, my number one is also not Braveheart. <laughs> uh, this movie came out May 22nd in 1998 oh wait is the, does this feature a gigantic lizard yes yes it does <laughs> oh my god <laughs> no it's not that gigantic lizard okay but it does have a, a man sized lizard scene uh, this is a movie based off of one of my favorite books one, oh, of, the, one of the books that this... I read is this uh, no? This that didn't come out in May. I was going to say, is this Fear and Loathing? But that came out. Later. It is actually. That came out in May. It came out May twenty second. Uh, Fear and huh. Loathing in Las Vegas: The Story of Hunter S. Thompson, as told by Johnny Depp and <laughs> the amazing Benicio del Toro. Right. Um, I I picked up this book when I worked at Borders back in the day. And I've read it at least once a year ever since. Uh, it's wow. just it's mm-hmm. it's just one of those books that I just really enjoy reading. It's a quick read. It's crazy as fuck, and I I love this movie. I think this movie is so amazingly done. Uh, Johnny Depp was at his prime at that point. I think you know it was before all the pirates movies took over and. I there's nothing better than Benicio del Toro freaking out, I and have, then all I, of a sudden, a, just on the flip of a switch, being like, "All right, I'm gonna go get some beers." <laughs> you know, I have an autograph from Benicio del Toro, an autograph picture from uh, Fear and Loathing, and it it's a picture of him and Depp in the car, and it just says, "Did you see what God just did to us?" <laughs> That's um, awesome. This is yeah. definitely a quote or two because uh, I can't tell you how many times when a situation has been a little too tense at work or family things or whatever, I'll start waving my arms in the air and go, oh, did you see all these bats? Bats country. You know, we're in bat country. <laughs> and people just look and I'm like, well, you got to break up the tension a little bit. Um, another movie with a great soundtrack on it, too. I have to say that I was not a fan of that movie. <laughs> well, that's OK. <laughs> yeah. 
it, it really is. It's a fantastic. It's a really great movie. And the Criterion Collection DVD set mm-hmm. that has so so much supplemental stuff. Stuff that's not funny. Uh, like they actually have like footage, actual film footage of um, the guy that uh, Doctor Gonzo was based on. I, I'm mm-hmm. blanking yeah. his name right now. Uh, yeah, really, really awesome supplemental stuff on the Criterion DVD for that. And a a, a great little cameo by Tobey Maguire. That's right. That's right. Yeah. As the hitchhiker, and and Busey, where he's like, uh, he he chases him down. He's like, may I have just a little kiss? <laughs> yeah. So that's my that number movie. one. Uh, Lou, you are the last one. Well, what's your number one? So my favorite movie from my graduating year of high school, two thousand four. Sorry, Chris, you're old. Um, <laughs> um is a movie that i i I, some people love it some people don't care about it it has a sequel i am eagerly eagerly awaiting the third movie in this series which i hope gets made at some point but that would be national treasure oh yeah oh okay nick cage and i don't know what it is yeah, I don't know what it is. They're fun. That's like the best way to put it. Um, you know, of course, the way he talks and he f- figures out riddles and seconds and, you know, it, it's Nick Cage. So he's being himself. He's being ridiculous. But right. I, there's just something about this movie that I love. And I watch it every, I don't know, maybe every couple months. Um, if I had TV, it was a, it would be a film that I'd never turn off if I hmm. saw it, you know, pop on a channel or something like that. And, uh, you know, the second one was a little bit more ridiculous. You know, you add in Ed Harris to the mix. But uh, if they do a third one, I am going to be their opening night because I love this character. And I love this whole idea of, like, hidden treasure and stuff like that. I think part one was a pretty big, big smash, right? I think so. I think it did pretty well. Yeah. The the thing I like about, about part one is it so much of it is filmed in Philadelphia. So yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. go and you oh, see yeah. it. And it's like, oh, I know where that is, and I know where that is, and 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 things that aren't necessarily supposed to be Philadelphia, you could tell are Philly, and like, they're they're supposed to be in Baltimore, but it's like that's Philly, <laughs> things like yeah. that. It's, 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 it's so yeah, it's it's like it's like in your in your own backyard. Those that, that movie. These are ones that they play on TNT and TBS all the time too, and yeah, you're absolutely right. If it's on, you got to sit down and watch it. They're just so much fun. <laughs> I'm I'm curious why they haven't made one since that's really Nicolas Cage's only you know popular movie of the past 15 years or so like you you'd think that he would be working to make another one since that's his franchise now right there were talks about them doing it and I don't know what happened but they were supposed to do it I don't know if anything's even been said but it's one of those things where i the second it gets announced for real like i will be stoked yeah it's that is, that is a movie that uh, it, it's a no-brainer they really they really should be making that i don't know why they why they haven't um all right well i got i got at least two honorable mentions just real fast yeah I um july 31st charlie sheen hot shots <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was just, you know, a funny ass film mocking all the movies that I, you know, grew up with and shit. And he does a great job doing that spoof. And another one, December 13th, one of my, I don't know, one of my favorite 
Bruce films besides Die Hard. The Last Boy Scout. <laughs> mm. It's like one of like one of, one of my you know action films that I I watch no matter what time it is. So there's one or two I I, I I've thought of. How about you, Tim? Do you have any animal? I do. I'll just go over them real fast. I have I have several. Basically, my the, the rest of my list. Casino was yeah. on there. The American President, which I, I love that movie. Oh, that's a good with, movie. Uh, that's with good Michael movie. Douglas and Annette Bening. Yeah, killer movie. Seven. Yeah. Which I remember. I remember when Seven opened. Um, uh, and 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 I also I I love the 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 Bowie the Hearts Filthy Lesson song that plays. But I remember that I had a a friend from high school that became a stripper. And I remember going to the strip club to see my friend, and there was this other girl there who was stripping. And I remember she came to the movie theater. And and for the I don't know if Lou if you ever went to the Quaker Town Theater while it was open, I did not. But where the where the the ticket take ticket box was there was there was also this two the set of glass doors so people would come and knock on there and I remember seeing this girl come up who was a stripper and I remember her knocking on the door after we had closed she's like can we come in I'm like no and then I and then and she's like I just want to see uh, seven I'm like. You dance at Goodfellas, don't you? She's like, yeah. I'm like, you're in. So I just remember letting this 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 <laughs> Goodfellas good, really. Goodfellas, yeah. Uh, up in up in Allentown, yeah, which I was like the goodfellas. sleaziest sleaziest of strip clubs I ever. I hope you got a shot afterwards. <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah. So seven, and then uh, Apollo thirteen. Oh, bad good boys. Oh. Before before Michael Bay went suck ass. Yeah, <laughs> and then skills. finally, Braveheart. <laughs> finally, you fucker. Um, how about you, Derek? What's your? Uh, I'll go through mine quick too because I had a handful. My '98 actually was a really good year for movies. Um, something about Mary, Cameron Diaz, oh, and yeah. Jonathan yeah. Richmond through that whole film is great. Let's uh, get the beats above Frank's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fight Club. Oh, yeah. That's one of Kel's um, favorites, yeah. Mighty Fight Joe Club, Young. Did Fight Club come out in 98? It did. Huh. Uh, Mighty Joe Young. I, I really enjoyed that. It was just a fun movie. Um, I don't think I ever saw that Is one. that Bill Paxson? It, it, it is, I believe, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the X-Files movie. Uh, sliding, sliding Doors with uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Chris, one I that I know that. is one of your favorite movies, Wild Things. Yes, uh, Big Lebowski and yeah. Enemy of the State. All pretty solid. Yeah, it was a good year. How for about you, me. Lou? Yeah, I mean, same thing as you guys. It was also a good year. I didn't include a lot of these on my list because they didn't mean as much to me as the ones I mentioned. But uh, 2004, there was Hellboy, um, Mean Girls, mm. Team America, World Police. Uh, then there's the the dodgeball and anchorman comedy giants, uh, <laughs> which yeah. I enjoyed, but not as much as everybody else. But I had to at least put them on my list. Anchorman uh, is fantastic. Dodgeball, I I I understand yeah. why people like it, but I love dodgeball. Uh, I'm 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 an anchorman. I, yeah. I I would watch dodgeball just for Jason Bateman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The other few that I have on here. Um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, mm-hmm. uh, Spider-Man 2, and Supersize Me. 
Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. Actually, I'm Derek. Are you 98 again? Yeah. Isn't the year of Armageddon? Yes, actually, it was the year of Armageddon. I, I didn't put it on my gonna... list because okay. it makes me cry every time I watch it. <laughs> I know. I I love Armageddon. That's my father up there. Which my daughter just, just, just <laughs> the... came down here. I had to take off, take out her her, her earrings. Which oh boy. Well, anyway, why were um, you wearing her earrings? No, yeah. no, no. I, <laughs> I got to take them off her because she just did her nails, her proms tomorrow, and her nails were all shiny and wet, whatever. But, um, all right, sorry, I told you that, guys. <laughs> it's all good, man. <laughs> but anyway, well, I guess that's, that's our list, right? Are we all done? Everyone's done? Yeah, all done. So. All right, well, thanks for listening to this episode of Best of Fives, and stay tuned for hopefully the release in this order. The next episode will be the worst films we've seen of the year we graduated. Yeah. Stay tuned. And Braveheart. no fucking Braveheart. Braveheart. <laughs> if I rented Braveheart in 1998, can I put that on my list? Yes, yes you, you can. can. Right, yes, cool. you may. As the worst movie? Yep. Uh, oh, shit, no. You, you, no. <laughs> Not the next list. Damn it. It can all end. Right now. Please, just say it. Cry out. Mercy. Saturday night.